gotta be kidding me. You're gonna risk the entire mission for a mental defective dress as a court jester. It's coming from a guy that wears a toilet seat on his head. We don't leave one of our own behind. Hopefully Harley's still alive. No funny business, Colonel. These are dangerous people. Team two is clear to go. Fire up. Three, two. What are you guys doing? You, we're, we're here to save you. You were gonna save me? It was a really good plan, too. Well, I can go back inside and you can still do it. That's patronizing. I'm so sorry. Harley Quinn. Blood sport. You know the deal. Successfully complete the mission, you get 10 years off your sentence. Times are hard. You fail to follow my orders in any way. I detonate the explosive device in the base of your skull. Can do the job so this is the famous Suicide Squad. Nom nom. Any questions? And? Yes. That is your hand. Very good. We're all gonna die. I hope so. Oh, for fuck's sake. Here's the deal. We fail the mission, you die. If we find out any information you give us is false, you die. If we find out you have personalized license plates, you die. What? No. If you cough without covering your mouth... Harley, although that isn't an open invitation for you to cough without covering your mouth. What's the plan? How the hell am I supposed to know? You're the leader. You're supposed to be decisive. And I've decided that you should eat a big bag of dicks. If this whole beach was completely covered in dicks, and somebody said I'd eat every dick until the beach was clean for liberty, I would say no problem. Why would someone put penises all over the beach? Who knows why madmen do what they do? This is suicide. Well, that's kind of our thing. When they get you out of here alive. I'm going to get you out of here alive. Oh my god! We've got a freaking kaiju up in this shit! Uh-huh. I love the rain. It's like angels are swooching all over us. Welcome back to the Cinemania World Podcast, everyone. My name is Dwayne, and today we have another movie review here for you. We are going to be talking about The Suicide Squad by James Gunn. Before we get started, I am joined by some very special guests. First, from the Cinemania World team and Geekly Goods, we have Leo. Leo, hello, my friend. Hey, what's going on, guys? Excited to talk some Suicide Squad, or actually, The Suicide Squad. The Can't Suicide wait, man. Squad. I mean, this this felt like a, a great next direction for DC. I agree. I, I, I still laugh every time we say the title of this movie, because someone on Twitter had the best tweet. They were they was like, um, I hope the third one is called A Suicide Squad. And I'm super excited for that, if that's the case. Um, next, everyone... We have from FilmSpeak back on the on the Cinemania World podcast. After a while, we have Griffin himself. Griffin, how are you, dude? What's going on, man? Stoked to be here. Stoked to be talking about the Suicide Squad. This movie fucking rules. Like it's just, yes. it's yes. awesome, man. I was, it was like one one of the things that I was like as we were gearing up to get 
into this and everything, I'm like, this is probably going to be a very positive episode. Like, I don't think anyone's well, like, I'm sure like maybe there'll be some nitpicks here or there. But like, I have a feeling that everyone's just going to be like, fuck, yeah, James Gunn. This is awesome. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I think this is you. So you used to come on all the time for the world shows. I think this is your first review. Yeah. Actually, It is. Yeah. 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 So, I haven't. So this is like this is all new to me. So I don't know how you guys usually do this, but I'm excited to uh, be a part of it. Yes, of course. It's nice to have you. Um, and everyone, yeah, we are talking about The Suicide Squad 2021 uh, from director and writer James Gunn. The story is as follows. Right out, This is right out, out of um, IMDb. And it says, supervillains Harley Quinn, Bloodsport, Peacemaker, and a collection of nutty cons at Bell Reeve Prison join the super secret, super shady Task Force X as they are dropped off at the remote enemy-infused island of Cordel Maltese. And uh, we have an all-star cast here with, of course, the returning Margot Robbie, Idris Elba, John Cena, the returning Joe Kenneman. Uh, We also have Viola Davis returning here. A uh, bunch, like a really, really good cast. We have um, Sylvester Stallone, uh, Jai Courtney, just a bunch of people here on the on the uh, cast list to talk about. And of course, it was written and directed by James Gunn. So, little history with this movie, Griffin. I watched your uh, your film speak uh, kind of discussion on the movie and how you yeah. you kind of did a preface of the you know how this movie came to be. Which, which was my favorite part of the video because it's just when you go back and, and list and see how this movie kind of became a thing, it's actually quite crazy. Um, yeah. I, I The first thing I remember hearing about the Suicide Squad was, like you, I saw that fantastic, and I mean fantastic, Comic-Con oh, yeah. trailer. One of my favorite trailers like of all time, still, yeah. still to this day. We saw that 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 uh, Comic Con trailer. I think it was twenty. Was it the twenty fifteen Comic Con or twenty sixteen? Comic-Con? Yeah, it was 20, 2015 Comic Con. It was like that and the BVS one. Yes, and um, and everyone was buzzing online. We were all waiting and anticipating the Suicide Squad. The hype train was officially commencing. It was our first time seeing Harley Quinn on screen. Our first Joker since uh, Heath Heath Ledger's Joker, and we were all just really excited. Um, then after the movie, um, <laughs> we were all a little a, a little befuddled as to what happened. Uh, come to find out a few years later, the movie was completely completely messed with by Warner Bros. to get a lighter tone and all that good stuff. Mm-mm-mm. You know how they do. Um, so then we have uh, Birds of Prey comes out, and then we still don't have an idea of what's going to happen with the future of the Suicide Squad characters, particularly Harley Quinn. And that's when uh, Disney fires James Gunn for Guardians of the Galaxy. And then a light bulb went off in Warner Brothers' head, and they said, hey, let's bring that guy in. And they did, and he is responsible for doing this movie. And like we all have kind of started this review out, and saying, uh, I thought this movie was fantastic. So I'm super excited to actually get into it now. I will start with you, Leo. What did you think about The Suicide Squad? Oh my gosh, what a drastic improvement from the first movie. This was, man, this was everything I wanted that first movie to be because you were talking about the first movie and I remember seeing that trailer and just the Joker mm-hmm. with the little shocks, the shockers. Oh, it's it. going to get really, really bad. And I was just like, man, this is going to be epic. And then seeing that full train wreck happen 
and getting to the end of that movie and my date at the time going nuts over the movie and me just sitting there like, I don't know if I'm going to ever watch this again. It was just such an <laughs> and awkward That's when movie. Leo broke up with the date. I get it. Man. Yeah. <laughs> that was the last date, but it wasn't because of that. Um, but I, I do want to say that this is amazing. It's action-packed. It's, it's fantastic. I mean, even the script is hilarious. And it's just comically all over the place, but in the best of ways. And there, uh, I, I was about to kind of spoil. I'm not going to spoil nothing, but I just I want to say this is like some Game of Thrones type stuff. Maybe not well, not get attached to anybody. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, agreed. Just sort of just sort of going off of what Leo was saying. It's like it's kind of hard to talk about this movie without like hinting at certain things because like, mm -hmm. and, the, and it like straight up, this is not a spoiler. Like the movie starts with just like an explosive <laughs> massacre. Yes. Like, like it's, I'm yes. not going to tell you who dies or anything, yeah. but like, yes. like, dude, just like watch, watch the marketing and you'll be able to piece it together. They're not trying yeah, to hide yeah. it, but it is just yeah, like yeah. a very abrasive, like nasty, mm -hmm. mean way to start the film. And you're like, yeah, this is a James Gunn movie through and right? through. It's, it's gruesome, all, it's uh, bloody, it's action-packed. Like, the action yeah. sequences are incredible in this yeah. movie. I'm a DC's best. Right. Yeah. The, the the opening of the movie uh, remind, reminded me of a, an elongated version of the, the, the massacre in Deadpool 2 of, yeah. like, when he had the group. Yeah. And stuff. Yeah, that's what it reminded me of. Like everyone just dropping, like, and Deadpool's like in the corner, like, what is going on? So, um, but in a good way. Like I, I will say, like the movie, um, it doesn't really. There's there's serious points of it, like you know, in the movie as far as character development goes. But as far as like those kind of scenes, all of it was all in good fun. Um, you know, James oh, for sure. Dunn, you can tell he's been waiting to do like an R-rated comic book oh, yeah. movie. Like, you know, since he's got since he probably got his hands on the Guardians, he's been waiting to kind of push the needle. And he mm -hmm. he definitely does not hold back when it when it comes to the gore and the grittiness of the movie. Griffin, let's right. get some of your thoughts, uh, your first thoughts on the uh, Suicide Squad. Yeah, before I sort of go into the overview, just kind of piggybacking off of what you said, I feel like. I, and maybe I will be in the minority on this. We'll see. But I feel like that this is probably the best film that James Gunn has ever done because mm -hmm. it doesn't yeah. inhibit him, right? Like, he, mm -hmm. it, it allows him to go wherever he wants. And it's sort of like, look, for as much of a, uh, a modern, like, superhero classic as the first Guardians of the Galaxy was... Um, you can still feel like he's working within the confines of Marvel, right? It, he's not really able to truly be himself. I mean, he's able to tell a really emotional story um, and, and put together a really great team dynamic. But there's like, if you have, if you had seen any of his previous work, you, you'd be watching that and you'd be like, okay, so they had to neuter him just, or, or not even a little, like a fair amount. Um, so when you go into this and you understand like, He's able to handle uh, team-up films really, really well. Character and emotions really, really well. Uh, the humor and comedy mixed with like his signature, just like irreverence and um, you know, the, I, I this could be good or bad, but like the mean-spirited yeah. nature of like a lot of his films. A reason why I don't think that second Guardians of the Galaxy film works is because you're balancing like the weird like James Gunn isms, and then also like the MCU stuff, and there's a mm -hmm. lot of tonal mismatches. This yeah. film is able to do all of that uh, successfully and blend it well because it allows for that sort of thing. Um, 
And I know like James Gunn, when he was like starting uh, production on this and everything, trying to figure out like what he wanted to do for for DC, um, yeah. you know, there was like, talk, he was like, oh, maybe he was considering Superman. Maybe he was considering Batman for a point in time. But it's like, it kind of makes sense why he landed on the Suicide Squad, why that was the story that sort of came out of him first. Uh, it just, when you look at all of these characters and you look at the stuff that James Gunn has gone through, like in his personal life and just like the, the, the kind of uh, thing that went down that kind of that that caused his firing from Disney. Uh, I I mean, you're watching this film and you're you're looking at a guy reflecting on the bad parts of who he is, along with mm-hmm. the fact that like he has the capacity for good within him, and I think that's him being able to recognize that is why we're able to see in characters like Bloodsport, uh, like Harley Quinn, yeah. um, like, like uh, you know, even Peacemaker to an extent, even though Peacemaker's a little bit of an outlier, but like yeah. all of these characters, he's able to find the the humanity and the heroism in them, which is not something many directors can do. I, I, I will say coming, you know, after hearing, after hearing that from you, I would have to agree because... I am not a fan of Guardians 2. I just think yeah. he tried oh, to do he tried <laughs> to do something like I and I actually know I give I, I think a hundred I, I feel like you're talking about when he does the whole your ugly jokes to Mantis and stuff. Well, and it's, it's, just, it's not even work. just that. Like Drax yeah, it, is really over the top. You know the comedy yeah, and like Marvel yeah. doesn't blend well yeah, yeah, yeah. together with in the Ravengers. Yeah, yeah, yeah and sure. The, the stuff with like killing the Ravengers and throwing, jettisoning them out, like you know, mm-hmm. basically like torturing baby Groot, like it's weird stuff that doesn't right. work in that sort of context. You know? I don't know yeah. though. I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. That was a yeah. great moment. <laughs> like, there's there's good that, moments. That, that's this good. That's sure. good. Yeah, there's for sure good moments in that movie. I just I've never been a fan. Like it's in it's in my bottom of the MCU. But but like I agree because I feel like even. The part of me feels like a lot of people, even even on this um, on the podcast, like I know Hannah has, she has big reservations from the movie as well as Manda because I feel like they just they uh they kind of, you know, iterated like reiterated that kind of you know it's James Gunn and it's R rated and what is he gonna do to Harley? But I feel like he's gonna surprise people with those kind of expectations. Yeah. Oh my because god! Because a lot of people yeah. are expecting him to be like raunchy and crazy with these characters, and he it he really isn't. And I feel like if you would have gave this movie to somebody else, sorry David, but if you would have gave it to someone like oh. a, a David Ayer with that R rating, they <laughs> probably would have like did something raunchy and crazy and overly sexual with Harley and stuff like that and James Gunn does none of that in the movie as far as with these characters I mean Harley has something here but it's like it's done within a moment you know what I mean right right. I just think I I just think a lot of people expect that going into it because you you hear behind the scenes of oh there's there's full frontal nudity and it gets people scared and the nudity here is like you could you have to squint to see a character you know what I mean who's like nude and whatnot and it's, it's just a I, I it, it's crazy because I think I still think uh, he's tried. What I appreciate about James Gunn is that I, I do feel like with this movie, a lot of people have we know his past and we know how how kind of crazy his mind could be. But even in this movie, he's still he's trying to grow from that, you know, and he's trying right, to do more right. than just this is a raunchy R rated Michael Bay David Ayer type of movie, mm-hmm. and it's not that yeah. at all. 
Well, uh, to, to your point on uh, Harley, uh, I, I think the reason Harley works so well in this is because he stays true to uh, yeah. the original intent of the character. He doesn't really try and deviate from that. And actually, I don't know if this is actually I don't know if this is true or not, but it feels like he saw what Kathy Yan did with the character in Birds of Prey. And yeah. basically, yeah. he brought her to the next logical conclude like like point in her character arc so it's like if you're if you're someone who's like enjoys keeping up with these films and you've watched all of the dc films birds of prey included you go into suicide squad and you see what where, where harley is going and it makes sense and you see her grow as a person uh even more and i think that to me was one of the most impressive uh aspects of the film at least was in, in just like how respectfully and and just like well written uh harley was you know i mean james yeah, I gunn agree. has a talent for really reaching in dark and sinister ish and sleazy characters and pulling yeah. out the best side of them and really yeah. making you sympathize with them and emotionally follow them on their journeys this is such a beautifully heartfelt journey and you would not think that going into a suicide squad film of yeah, team of yeah. villains and rogues and vagabonds, you would not assume that this would be such a heartfelt journey like it is, but James really does bring out the humanity in these characters, and that's what I appreciate so much about his style, is that sure. he tends to really bring out the best in these characters, and even characters you would never expect end up getting this beautiful spotlight, and they end up stealing the show. I won't spoil who, but one of these characters I did not see getting a big role. But when that person did, I was happy by the end. They said things throughout the movie that hinted towards the ending, and it just it yeah. beautifully played out. Well, yeah. I guess you can we can move we can move on from that and 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 lead that into a like favorite. Uh, characters or aspects of the movie because um, I was definitely surprised by a lot of people here. I know a lot of people have been talking about the polka dot man and he was, he was funny. He was great. But, uh, and then people of course gushing about King shark. Yeah. Um, but I'm, my standout was definitely Ratcatcher number yes, two. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> fantastic. I don't even, and I, Oh, I, I am not a rodent person. Mm -hmm. um i'm not mm -hmm. a fan so i was definitely much like there's a character here who's like who has a phobia of rats and i definitely connected and stuff uh but i mean rat i'm trying to get it i wanted to get the actress's name because i just thought she was i thought she was fantastic i um i was I brutally surprised yeah i i she was great i was super yeah. surprised at how much she had to do here and her arc in the in the movie um i thought it was just fantastic that's what i was hinting nudging at she's like the glue <laughs> to the team yeah like, she is like she the was, one that is, brings yeah. them all together and like then so her name is daniela melchior i believe yep, that's how yep. you pronounce it yeah but she was she was fantastic I, I i loved like and then on when i was talking with uh, amanda and hannah on the live show the other day um uh, when i was telling them that, that she was my favorite part of the movie they were like oh like you know what i mean like whoa you know so i mean nobody um, would also, expect it you know this, like yeah like i'll also say this is one of my favorite idris elba performances in a long time yeah. i don't know where this dude guy he actually cared for once <laughs> yeah like <laughs> no fun in just, it in. he's just been dude. taking these roles where i'm just like idris What's going on here? But like <laughs> he was he was great. He was in it from the beginning. Um he had a great scenes with like Viola Davis and then you oh, know yeah. the scenes that he had with all the characters here. Him and Harley worked well off of yeah. each other. But there's one character that I did not mention that I am surprised that I love. 
that is a returning character, and that is and that is Colonel Rick Flag. Because yeah. okay. Rick Flag. Great. Rick when was I my said, favorite character. Rick was my when, favorite character. When I said this on on the live show, I think it was Tuesday we did it, and I I was like Rick Flag, man. I hate Rick Flag in the Suicide Squad. This is Katana. She I hate all of oh it. Oh my god. Every single thing yeah. about yeah. it. I hate all of it, okay? So when he when I found out that they James Gunn was doing this movie and he kept Rick Flag in here, I said, "Why? Why James? Why'd you do that?" But I shouldn't have I shouldn't have like doubted because Rick Flag was great in this movie. He was so much fun and um, this almost feels like this should have been the Suicide Squad movie we got mm. back in 2016. I mean, oh, could you imagine sure, after yeah. after BBS and the crazy like the crazy kind of talk of BBS and then coming back with like this and stuff instead? Um oh, my God. It, it, it probably wouldn't have made the same kind of the same kind of impact because you still had you had iconic things from that Suicide Squad movie that came from the DCE, like the DCEU, as far as Har- as far as Harley Quinn's look being like the look forever, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. It, it, everybody at Comic Con was hot right. Harley Quinn to the, the, the shorts and the bat. <laughs> To the point where comic books and video games was adapting that look of Harley Quinn mm-hmm. into their new stuff, and even the cartoon, the Harley Quinn cartoon, is the a day later, right? You know, uh, and then you know, Joker. As much as we like to make fun of him, I mean, Jared Leto's Joker was. I mean, it brought in. It was. A, it was a big kind of impact that movie had. You know, back in that time period. But you know, at the end of the day, I just think this movie was so superior. John Cena was a lot of fun here too. Yeah, um, Margot Robbie, of course. I mean, she 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 knows what she's doing here. It's like it's like if you come back on Deadpool 3's review and say Ryan Reynolds is great. I mean, you know he's gonna be great. Margot Robbie, this is this is Harley Quinn. Yo. You know, she's right up there with Hugh Jackman and and uh, you know Robert Downey Jr. This is Harley Quinn, and she's great, of course. So um, any any nitpicks you guys uh griffin any nitpicks at all um not real so okay i i guess the only thing i I will say is that like for as much as i love that beginning uh and granted i've only seen the film once so maybe this changes on changes on rewatch uh for as much as i love the beginning that just like abrasiveness and just like really mean and nasty like you know massacre that sort of goes down that it was something that was like I. It was funny and I was enjoying it, but then I was also like I'm a little uncomfortable. But also like I get that that's James Gunn, so it was like there was a little bit of an adjustment period from the top into like the main story. But then once everything like gets going, I mean, I was just along for the ride and I was enjoying like every single part of it. Uh, the other issue that that actually is an issue that I did have. Uh, has to do with the resolution to Peacemaker's arc. Um, I really liked... Okay, it's Okay, this is really hard to talk about because yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's kind of a spoiler, but sure, there is yeah. something... So, okay, so Peacemaker's arc, like, in the film, is concluded. Um, and then there is something that happens afterwards uh, because the guy's getting his own series uh and it just it felt cheap it it, it felt like okay this character you you would finish him he, he he had served his purpose and everything and it was like really i i loved the message you were throwing at me this was excellent and then you do this other thing and um it it just feels like 
you, you know, a writer or a director who couldn't let go of the character because he enjoyed writing for him so much. Um, yeah, Loki. And, and, Loki, it happens. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Look, look, I, I get it. Like, I, I, I yeah, a thousand yeah, percent sure. get it. And I think that, you know, maybe this is something that can be remedied in the Peacemaker series and everything like that, just knowing the kind of things that he wants to explore about him and just like exploring a character who is just like, such a douche and so the exact opposite of James Gunn and everything he believes in. So I, I think yeah. there is a challenge in that and that's kind of interesting. But for the narrative of this film, I did not like uh, them sort of like backing away from the final decision that they made with that character. Uh, other than that, loved everything, loved everything else. My only thing. Okay. So I'm going to hop. I'm going to like, um, I'm going to carry on from that point. As far as like, I, okay, so going into this, I was still, I was befuddled that we're getting a Peacemaker series. After this, I'm still befuddled that we're getting a Peacemaker series because of <laughs> all the, all, all the yeah. characters. Yeah. I'm like, I, I, I liked him, but him, like Ratcatcher number two is right there. King Shark is yeah. right there. Bloodsport's right there. Harley Quinn's right there. Yeah, I, I gotta like, be I'm, honest and jump off that point, guys. I yeah. loved what they did with oh. that character. I am Leo. psyched after seeing the movie. <laughs> no, no, for real. I'm hyped up Little. after seeing what happened with that character's arc. Yeah. I, yeah. I understand them kind of making that decision and, and, and pulling back a little bit, but something about that i really liked because i didn't expect it i didn't see it coming they already right, had me right. set in a certain mood after what happens happens and now i'm like really curious to see where things go and he says this quote towards the beginning of the movie i'll do anything to make peace if that even if that includes killing men women and children and i'm like okay how violent are we gonna get with this series like how how goddamn bloody, gruesome, and destructive yeah. are we going to get with the Peacemaker series? I'm almost yeah. way more interested now than I was before because I agree with you guys. I'm going. I was going into this like, all right, why do we have a Peacemaker series? Why are we announcing this before anything Green Lanterns? What are we doing? Right. DC, what the hell? You got this and Gotham City PD with, with all these beautiful IP characters. You want to introduce those two small and then what was it? Time Man or something? Look, they <laughs> uh, Hourglass the Man or something. Yeah, hourglass like Man, yeah. yeah. I don't Whoops. even know who that is. They pull Whoops. these random, like, random characters out of their big bag of characters. I'm like, come on, you don't want to even go with yeah. Green Lanterns route or or really put that in the forefront. But after seeing this movie, man, I'm ready for that Peacemaker series. The only real yeah, issue like, I had was kind of the pacing towards the end, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like, I think it kind of dragged on a little. I, I love the Starro bit, but I think it maybe was a little late in the film. Okay. And I think, and maybe this is talking from having seen it twice. It kind of, you get to that last 20, 30 minutes and it's kind of like, man, when we going to wrap up, y'all? It, it just, <laughs> the pacing in that in that third <laughs> act is a little bit rough. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I was just gonna say, going off of the the peacemaker stuff, I I agree with everything that Leo is saying in terms of like I am interested in the series. Be and and I think um, at least from my understanding, I mean from the interviews I've watched, from just like 
I mean, I even asked James Gunn a question about this myself, about the the, the Peacemaker series, and it just seemed like he had given every other character in that in 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 the Suicide Squad, you know, the development and the 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 three dimensions they needed for us to care about them. And then he kind of looked back and he was like, well, we don't really have as much of this with Peacemaker. And so that the series was sort of birthed out of that wanting to explore the character. Um, and I mean, like he, he brought up stuff like, Oh, he's like a really sexually debauched guy. He's not just like a, you know, a, a monk over in a corner who just is like a agent of the United States. Like he's, he's got like a little bit more going on there. So I think that's an interesting angle to sort of approach. Um, right. And then also just sort of like what John Cena can sort of bring to the character that uh, he, you know he hadn't considered. I think we saw a lot uh, of what he he had to offer with the character and like getting uh, you know to see John Cena in a role where he's uh, doing a whole bunch of different things that feels like tailor made for him. I don't know. Like that's I, I get why they they are going ahead with a Peacemaker series. I guarantee you it'll be just like a one season limited series thing. Um, it'd be kind of weird to see that stretch longer than that, but I mean, who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Okay, so my only my only nitpick. Um, okay, so the first Suicide Squad movie, right? Uh, one of the big things was that. Okay, listen, why? Where is Superman and Flash, and why? Why is this big witch, you know, being yeah. handled by like a woman with a bat? dead shot and like fireman or whatever his name is you know what i mean so like that was the big thing so going into this one i was kind of hoping for a more grounded one because even at the end although i like all everything that happens in the movie of course i still think that uh, where like superman come in like swoop in you know what i mean this is a big kaiju and stuff you know but um it's very small and very nitpicky, but like still yeah. in the end, I was like, I just rather these guys defeat something more of like a grounded nature. And I thought it was kind of leaning towards that, you know, with the with a certain character, you know. I thought it was leaning towards that where they all have to face that character at the end, and that'll be the big blow off. But after the trailers kind of showed you that they're gonna fight Starro at the end. It kind of just it just takes me out a little bit. I know it's comic books, and I know it's right. we had a Thanos, we have an Ant Man, we have a a guy in the water, Aquaman, you know, a Speed Force dude. It's just this big starfish. It still was like this is a little much for me, but yeah. I liked. I, I still liked how that was wrapped up because, like I said, um, with Ratcatcher number two, like she plays a big part in the ending, and I like that. So um, I can't really complain too much uh yeah yeah it, it's like one of those things where it's like uh it, it's a it's a narrative decision that helps the th the thematics right like it makes sense with the message and right. everything that rat rat catcher 2 sort of like represents um and everything I, it, it is I, I think you can also make a case for the fact that like this is just a standalone movie right like it doesn't yeah, reference sure. any other dc characters or dc whatever like for all for all we know this is about as standalone as like joker was yeah. so if you take sure. that sort of into account then you can sort of like it's it's easy to buy into the fact that like oh superman doesn't exist in this world oh aquaman doesn't exist in this world because there aren't like explicit 
connections to that. Um, but yeah, that being said, I mean, it is kind of funny. Like a giant fucking starfish is there. And it's like the one person who you think would take that down aquaman doesn't show up you know <laughs> <laughs> that was my only thing um yeah it's because like it's and it's super small it's not yeah as is. bad as the and listen here's the thing about the first one the first one was literally set in like the city where batman's around the corner he looks up at the beam in the sky Eh, it's all it's all the way over there i'm all set yeah. you know at least this one is like in a whole nother country or like whatever maybe, maybe that's how they kind of figured out this is how we'll make it you know we'll uh will kind of comment on how why the other heroes aren't here um but yeah it's, it's super small other than that i i had a lot of fun um i really enjoyed the movie i i don't really have any i don't really have any major complaints um i definitely recommend it um i feel like i got i feel like i don't i don't i i, I know of james's james guns's work uh, enough, but I don't want to completely say that it, I think it's his best film until I like completely know everything that he's done. But I think it's one of his one of his better films. I really did. I really did enjoy it. I still prefer Guardians One. I just have a special place in my heart with that movie. But I definitely mm-hmm. prefer it over Guardians Two. Um, oh, for sure. So yeah, I, I, think, I had a lot of fun. I think I would agree with you. Guardians One still a notch over, but yeah, I can yeah. definitely say this is better than Slither Super. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. He didn't do uh, that Bright Burn, did he? Did he? No, produce? he like. I think he just produced it, or oh, maybe okay, he okay. like wrote it or something. I think it was yeah, like his, then, his team that like his his production company or something. Like oh, okay, yeah, okay. and then yeah, I think so he also like. That one. Yeah, he also like wrote the Belko experiment, and then like uh, uh, well, obviously Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead. So. Um, mm-hmm. Belko experiment was fantastic. I love that movie. Yeah, it's a gnarly film. Um, Well, all right, guys. Let's get into some questions really quick before we get off the air off this review. Uh, If you want to send us a question for any of our other shows, uh, 617-506-3409. Let's just hop right into a couple, at least like one or two. Um, Okay. This person here says, uh, since Peacemaker is getting its own series, uh, which other character from the movie do you see would would be fit for a series? Uh, well, I think Harley Quinn should stay in the movie realm. I think I think she would mm-hmm. be like she would be kind of like a downgrade if she went from t- from like two movie three movies actually to like TV. So I I mean I love Ratcatcher number two. So I I would pair her up with someone though. I would pair yeah, her up her with and like Bloodsport, a I think. yeah like a her and Bloodsport. You know, um, since they have like a little connection here, uh, you can get more Bloodsport. You can get more Rack. The same way they kind of pair up Falcon and Winter Soldier. I was love something like that, like Ratcatcher catcher and blood sport blood yeah. sport and rat catcher something you know what i mean um yeah i think yeah. I, I would go those two you guys have any thoughts on that bouncing off the harley quinn she's already got the animated series so we there's sure, already yeah. so much media around harley quinn i agree with you it would feel a little overwhelming to give her a series as well uh sure. yeah i'm on the same ground as you man rat catcher and blood sport would be an awesome matchup um yeah yeah, I I'm trying to think of like who else is ripe for. I mean, like and now that we're sort of like talking through this aspect of it, I get why Peacemaker was the one to get the series. Like, it does sort of just seem like like he's got the look, the dis- distinct look. He's got like this weird presence to him, and so like I, 
that sort of makes sense to me too. I mean, yeah, like like look, I'd love to see Bloodsport and more. So definitely like a Bloodsport show, whether that's like with Ratcatcher two or without Ratcatcher two. Likewise right, with right. Ratcatcher, um, it's kind of hard to have a King Shark show. So like, yeah, that's why he's I was better like, as like a, I didn't say nothing. Yeah. yeah, like he's better as the supporting character. I mean, like I don't if they were gonna do like another Harley Quinn thing, then maybe throw in King Shark there, but. Um, I don't know. I think all of these characters really just deserve the big screen treatment. So, like, if it only ends up being Peacemaker, I'm fine with that. For sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, yeah. So, I mean, hey, also, too, like, Rick Flag. I'm a fan now. So, throw yeah. him in something, you know. Um, so, yeah, I, 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 would, I would go with, with at least with, with, you know, those characters and stuff. Okay, this person here says, uh, do you see – well, okay – President Harris says, what do you think is the next project for James Gunn? Um, uh, hopefully another DC movie, and hopefully it is the Justice Society of America for the DC. He ends the message by saying, like, did he, you know, with the DC stuff, he's doing another DC movie, so which one? Um, well, and he's doing another DC project. We don't know if it's a movie or TV show yet. Um, so I wonder which one it will be. I... Uh, as far as if you get like if if you if, like characters go, I here's the thing, I don't have anybody because I want him to do more obscure characters because he is great at that. Um, yeah, he yeah. this is his second time taking obscure characters mm -hmm. besides a Harley Quinn and completing completely like changing the game on those characters because listen, I'll be honest with you, when I first saw King Shark in a comic, I said there's no way this is happening live action. <laughs> When I saw Groot in the comics and Rocket Raccoon, I'm like, there's no way this is ever going to happen live action. So I want him just to take one a character like that, that just no one knows about. Maybe if maybe the hardcore comic, comic book readers know about them, but I, one of those kind of characters. I don't, I don't know who, but one of those. Look, do a Justice Society of America and just have it be <laughs> yeah. nearly new members. I mean, they're doing the Hour Man series, so there's one that's recruit the, right that's there. The, the Adam is supposed, and Doctor Fate are supposed to be in Black Adam, apparently. So just spin it off from there and make the Justice Society of America and give it to James Gunn because he he do a damn good job with those really obscure Star Girl, yeah, uh, right. That, that Green Lantern, the first Green Lantern before. Jordan, like it would be some really obscure characters for him. I think that'd be mm -hmm. awesome. Another group up too. Yeah, I, I, um, I think Justice Society sounds like a great, um, you know, sort of avenue to go with him because it's like it, it is a more obscure, uh, sort of Justice League kind of thing. Um, and then he's also dealing with like, you know big talent for sure well and just justice societies like uh like uh black adam and dr mm. fate and all of those characters right so like he's already got like a great uh oh and hawkman too with all this hodge yeah. like yeah, yeah i mean you've already got a great cast of characters there so i'd be curious to see him do something there uh but outside of that outside of a group setting i'm this is kind of like a wild uh you know thing that i'm gonna throw out there I think with the with like how he's able to bring uh, how he's able to handle darkness in films, um, and also like handle like really kind of like asshole type characters in an endearing way. I'd like yeah. to see him do something like Constantine. 
Um, I think like interesting one. Yeah, right. And it's like Mm -hmm. you you deal with like so many other characters that come into contact with him. Um, instead of him going like galactic and sci-fi, you're dealing more with the supernatural. So like that's interesting. Um, obviously Constantine is very R-rated and like edgy, and we know he's like capable of doing that. Um, and it also allows him to uh you know put his horror roots to good use again. So I I don't know. That's that's something that I think could be interesting, and it would it would be different from a group setting because you're dealing with a single character. So yeah, agreed, agreed. Um, all right, some solid choices, um, I guess. And uh, hot take, quick hot take. Go ahead, Bring Keanu friend. Reeves back if we're gonna do some Constantine. <laughs> Dude, I'm down, man. I am I down. Say that. <laughs> um. Well, all right, guys, that is our review here for uh, The Suicide Squad. Uh, Yeah, highly recommend it. Please go see it this weekend um, because that's the only thing that entices Warner Brothers these days is that box office. So just do yourselves a favor. I think it's available right now on HBO Max, but don't, don't, you didn't, you didn't watch it. Go go watch it. Oh, sorry. Um, yeah, and I, I highly recommend uh, a lot of fun. I'm going to be watching it again, again on Saturday, including another HBO Max watch probably Woo! in a few days yeah, or so. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, I highly recommend it, everyone. It's a really, really fun movie. Um, and I know everyone gets scared when you say fun, like, huh, it's fun, you know, but it's very fun, <laughs> you know, um, and you're going to have a good laugh and you're going to have, you're going to watch some good characters and you're possibly, depending on how, on how you take movies, you'll probably cry at some stuff. Um, so right. it's good, it's good shit. I would like to say, um, all right. I appreciate you two for coming on. I'll go around, get everyone's social medias. Uh, let's start with our special guest, Griffin, let everyone know they can follow you and what's coming up on your channel soon. Yeah, for sure. Thanks Dwayne for having me on here. Really appreciate it. Glad we could like finally do this. We were talking beforehand. And it's just like every single time you ask me to come on for something, I'm like, <laughs> because of the time zones, you know, it gets a little screwy, but I, I had fun. So hopefully we can do this again, uh, soon, but, um, yeah, you guys can follow me on Twitter at Griff Schiller and then you can head on over to the Film Speak channel on YouTube uh, I again I have my video up of the Suicide Squad I I don't really dive into spoilers but I guess there's stuff in there you could consider like mild spoilers so if you've seen the film go check out the video uh, I do include snippets of my interview with James Gunn throughout it so hopefully it's it's a little bit uh, better for it um, and then next week I am going to be releasing uh, a video essay on the Green Knight so you have that to look out for uh, Ooh, as well Griffin's videos are great and I'm gonna and I'm gonna put her on blast Hannah gushes about your videos all the time so uh, <laughs> sorry sorry Hannah <laughs> sorry, no Hannah. thank you no, it's, 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 that's so kind I didn't realize that she she enjoyed the video so it's nice to hear <laughs> yeah all the time all the time just don't don't tell her i told you anyway yeah, fine. <laughs> um uh leo what what where can they find you my friend y'all can find me over on youtube at geekly goods uh my twitter is down right now so you can't find me there right now but you can oh, also nice. find me on tiktok and instagram at leo.rydale got my review up and i'm about to watch it again right now on hbo max so i'm excited you traitor what are you doing <laughs> what am I doing? I've, I've seen it twice in theaters now. I'm about to HBO Max. I know. If I, I, honestly, if I got to piggyback off of Leo, I'm probably going to be watching it on HBO Max tonight. <laughs> like, just having that available to me, like at whenever yeah. I want, is that you know. 
Yes. So, so, so am I though. I'm just joking. I was just joking, Leo. Love you. Um, all right, everyone. <laughs> thank you guys for joining us. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Cinemaniac94. I'm not suspended just yet. So follow me. <laughs> and you can follow the podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Cinemania World. Thank you guys for joining us. My name is Dwayne. That was Leo. And that was Griffin. We'll talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye. <laughs>